Our second reading comes from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is one of the major prophets of the Old Testament, a person who spoke to the people of Israel who had been swept away into exile and wondered if they would ever see their homes again. Let us listen once more for God's word, hearing these verses from the 18th chapter of Jeremiah. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, said the Lord, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw the potter working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. And so the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as best seemed to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, and the Lord said, Can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, And if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Now therefore say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, look. I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. Friends, this too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's sermon is titled, Down in the Potter's House. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, meet us in the doorway of our home this day. O God, shape us and craft us that the words of this prophet from long ago might help to form us for living in these days. Indeed, O God, through the work of your Spirit, we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts might be pleasing in your sight. For you and you alone are our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. So does anyone else feel like you have been down to the potter's house this week? You know, if it wasn't so tiring and stressful on the front end of these evacuations, here on the back end, I would say they've almost become routine. For some of us, we have now evacuated this island three times in the last four years, and we almost know what to do by instinct at this point. Here at the church, we'll roll in on the day or two before we think about leaving. We'll change the front sign. We'll check the list of our homebound and perhaps those needing extra assistance getting off and give them a call to make sure they're okay. Walter comes by and pulls all the rocking chairs and mats and little toys on the playground that could be missilized in hurricane force winds and brings them inside. If you're one of the 
ones who likes to stay and ride out these storms, you might have your own checklist. Check the generator, fill the gas cans, stockpile the water, maybe move that couch to the place in the house where if a tree were to come down in the middle of the night, you'd probably be okay. If you were like my family and left, you have your own procedures. Stuff all those documents into the plastic file box. Stack the plastic bins that you don't have room for in the car on the kitchen table so that in the event water came in, they might have a chance of being safe. Pack your clothes, rearrange the patio furniture, put some food on ice, lock up, board up, start the car, and hope for the best. I think all of us in one way or another have been down to the potter's house this week. And what I mean by that is that this is one of these weeks that we are unfortunately becoming too accustomed to where we are all confronted with the fact that our lives are perhaps not so much in our control as we like to believe or pretend. That like spinning clay on a wheel, that spinning image of red and orange on TV is something that has the capability to fundamentally reshape our everyday realities. That a shift this way might mean a few weeks in a hotel room, a little further this way, and it could be a few years in a FEMA trailer. But a shift that way, and it might just be church on Sunday, like nothing ever happened. It's a metaphor, of course, that we need to be careful with. I always struggle on this side of the storm with the language that we all sometimes use of being blessed, or isn't it a miracle that it didn't hit us, or that our prayers were answered? All of those things are, I guess, in some way true and accurate, and yet I always find myself wondering what people in places like the Bahamas or the Carolinas must be feeling on a Sunday like this one. And I'm aware, too, that even when our community is largely spared the effects, the full effects of a storm like this one, there are still many in our midst who are feeling its effects nonetheless, who forwent a paycheck this past week, who started on Monday with a savings account that was razor thin and is now fully depleted people who have been waiting for months and months for that doctor's appointment that was supposed to be on Tuesday and now find themselves back at the end of the line, waiting for months and months more. I'm aware, too, that in hurricanes like Matthew and Irma, even as our community bounced back relatively quickly, there were many quietly hidden in our midst who have only just now finished picking up the pieces of a flooded home or a destroyed house. It's a metaphor we need to be careful with, and yet there is power. There is power to be found if we can imagine ourselves this day standing in the doorway of the potter's house. Can you see that door? What do you notice about the potter inside? For one thing, I notice that it is hard work 
being a potter. Y'all know we have a professional potter in our midst. He might be cleaning the kitchen right now, Nat Scott. (laughs) Nat's worked on our staff for many years, and he trained in college to be a potter. He made a trade of it for some time. And one of the things I've learned from Nat that I never realized before is that pottery, working at the wheel, it is physically tiring work. It uses your core and your arms and your hands and your neck and your legs. Your whole body is employed in the work of crafting that clay. It's not easy being the potter. And yet the potter works on. It's time-consuming work there in the potter's house. The potter is patient as she crafts there at the wheel. Even in our scripture this morning, there are these rather foreboding tones of destruction, of warning and judgment, and they should not be ignored, and yet neither should we ignore what comes at the very end. Just as the Lord speaks words of portending destruction, the Lord also gives time for them to change. So turn The Lord speaks through Jeremiah. Repent, in other words. Turn from your evil ways. Reform your actions. The potter is patient, and there is still time. God has not given up on us yet. But perhaps the thing I notice most of all standing in the doorway to the potter's house is that nothing is wasted. If you've ever watched a potter work, if the rim gets out of balance or the center is lost or a wall begins to crumble, they don't just scrape the clay off and throw it on the floor and begin with a new piece. They take that same piece and they work it down and then begin working it up again. When things are a mess in this life, when change is needed, When disaster looms, God does not throw us away. Rather, God reworks us until something beautiful emerges again. And yet I know it can be a scary place to be. It can be a scary thing to feel as if you have no control of your life. And the reality, of course, is that many of us here, we don't need the threat of a hurricane to dissuade us of this illusion of control. Many of us have been spinning on the wheel for weeks and months and years, facing endless doctor's appointments that never seem to yield an answer. We've been spinning in that grip of addiction. We've been spinning with that child who just struggles to get their feet underneath them, spinning with that lingering grief, spinning as we fall further and further behind, even as we work harder and harder to catch up. But down in the potter's house, even as our lives are spinning, we meet a God who formed us from the dirt, but has not yet fired us in the kiln. A God, in other words, who is not done with any of us 
yet. A God who works tirelessly to shape and reshape, to smooth out those rough edges. Sometimes the shaping that results is what we hope for, and sometimes it is not. And yet it is precisely in those moments. It is precisely in weeks like this one where the storm happened to shift that way this time. It is in those times when our world is spinning. It is in those places where the work feels hard that the potter only leans in further into the storm, into the mess, into the fear, into the worry, and patiently touches that clay until the potter's fingers find the groove and gently, firmly, patiently begins the work of bending us all up towards life again. Friends, if you are tired, on this side of the storm. If you are wondering if this is not the first time this hurricane season when we might go down to the potter's house, then find hope and take courage in the good news that even now, God is holding us in God's hands and shaping us towards something new. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.